0: Amen. All right, let's open our Bibles, please, to Mark chapter 5. Book of Mark, chapter 5. We're going to begin reading in verse 1. And we're going to read responsively through verse 10. Mark chapter 5, <clears throat> excuse me, and verse 1. Shall we stand, please, for the reading of God's Word? Mark chapter 5, and verse 1. And they came over unto the other side of the sea, unto the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had in his dwelling among the tombs. And no man could bind him, no, not with chains. Because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. And uh, this morning, we're uh, dealing with that classic Christmas message, How to Deal with Devils. Boy, this is going to... I hope you listen. Listen. Uh, If you've never heard this before, uh, study it for yourself, uh, reach your own conclusion. I've had quite a bit of experience with this type of thing, and the Bible has a lot to say about it uh, in spiritual warfare. Amen. All right, let's pray. Father, we pray that you would uh, bless the message. We need your help. We need to know what to say and how to say it we pray that you would open our eyes that we might behold wondrous things out of thy law and that you'd give us ears to hear what the spirit saith unto the church help us to recognize evil in our own life and the lives of others and how do we deal with it biblically we pray that your good hand of blessing would be upon this time and that you'd help us to preach and to hear the word and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated. Uh, how to deal with uh, devils. I learned a long time ago uh, that demon is not in the Bible. I do not use the term demons. Uh, the word is diabolos, di- uh, devil. But uh, So you have the, uh, the big D. Devil, Satan, then little d, devils. And for some reason, uh, a lot of Baptists don't like to talk about this. Uh, They don't even believe in it. A lot of people don't believe in ghosts. You know, I've always told them, well, when you see your first one, you'll believe it. Now, I don't know if you've ever had it happen to you or dealt with it. Uh, one time, I was in the mountains, of Glorieta, New Mexico. You can believe me or not. Uh, evil, wicked entity came into the bedroom and lifted my bed. Uh, the the base, and I mean, slammed it. Uh, I have somebody else there that's a witness, and they're not insane. Uh, I've dealt with this. I've dealt with this quite a bit uh, in spiritual warfare. So you're going to have. Satanic beings. You also have human aggression, human oppression, evil. You have Satan and his followers. And, you know, I just want to remind you you say, well, I don't believe in ghosts. Well, why is the Holy Spirit called the Holy Ghost? Because in Christ dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And so when Jesus was buried for three days and rose again, he was then known as what? The Holy Ghost. Now, a lot of other people, the Holy Ghost. <laughs> yes, the Holy Ghost. But anyway, just send it you're way. Uh, the Holy Ghost. One time, my friend, my roommate, scary when I look back on him. He got devil possessed one night. His eyes turned as blood red as a fire engine. He had blue eyes. He looks at me. He said, let's go kill somebody. I mean, he meant it. Now, I had to stop him. He 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 was looking for somebody he could hurt. In Corpus Christi, where I grew up, there was a legend of the goat man. Any of you have any legends where you grew up? Half goat, body of a goat, um, and head of a man. Sometimes it could shape shift. These entities, you know, you, you can believe me or not, I'm just telling you my testimony. You cannot convince me it didn't happen. I've dealt with fairies, <clears throat> these little things that fly around with wings. I've seen them. I've dealt with dragons. I've had dragons come in, literal evil entities. Maybe you have not under the, to this time. Hopefully you won't. So the Bible tells us we fight the world, the flesh, and the devil. You have the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. We know that Satan is the god of this world. And if we're going to be effective in the ministry, and if you're going to even know what's happening in society, in the media, in the sport world, in the entertainment world, there's a lot going on. Um, You know, if you think about when Tom Brady used to do his little witchcraft on the sidelines when they were behind in the second half, remember that Super Bowl when the, the Falcons were ahead? And it showed him on the sideline doing some incantation or something. And how did they come back and win that? It makes absolute no human sense whatsoever. All the Falcons had to do was run the ball every play, and they didn't. Something spiritual was going on. Have you ever heard of momentum? Electricity in a, a stadium or a group of uh, people. So we need to know our true enemy. What does the Bible say? We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We're not fighting people. It's against principalities and powers and the rulers of darkness of this world. And we're commanded to put on the whole armor of God. So the true enemy is the evil, the satanic forces. They do exist. In Colossians 1.16, it says there are dominions. Isn't it interesting that that famous place where George Strait or George Crooked and a lot of the San Antonio Spurs live is called the dominion outside of San Antonio. It's also the empire. Uh, The empire strikes back. And that word means to subjugate, or to rule others, and to become their king, and to dominate them. So the Bible tells us that many dominions are out there. Man has been given dominion over the earth in the book of Genesis. Kings have dominion, Judges 5.13. Nations have dominion, Jeremiah 34.1. Uh, There are regions of dominion in geographical areas, 1 Kings 4, 24. Fear has dominion, according to Job 25, 2. And Satan has his dominion. Places that he rules and reigns over, Job 38, 33. So there are princes, the Bible says, that Satan has assigned under his authority over certain areas to rule and reign and to take dominion. And the Bible says that if the princes of this world knew what they were doing, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory because when they nailed Jesus to the cross, they were actually destroying themselves. They didn't realize what they were doing. So in the book of Matthew, uh, the kingdom of heaven mentions Dominion. In Psalm 82, the Bible tells us there is the congregation of the mighty. This is the council of God. It's mentioned in Acts that is the foreordained council of Almighty God. And from time to time, they have meetings. And they are summoned. And just as it says in Job chapter 1, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves uh, before God that Satan came among them. And it says that they are to stand at attention. They have to give a report. God asked him, where have you been? He said, I've been walking up and down in the earth. Running to and fro like the evil black raven trickster bird. So God gave this congregation over certain geographical areas. They were to guard, if you will, mankind. But they fell following Lucifer and his rebellion, the the great angelic rebellion. They became fallen angels. And instead of Protecting and pointing men to God, they wanted to be worshiped as gods. And it says it in Deuteronomy 32, they demanded that there were statues to be made, that they would be worshiped, and it calls them devils, devils, little d. A devil can come into your house. A devil can live in a certain closet of your house. I used to have one. Well, you don't have to believe me. I had a devil that lived in my golf bag. Laugh all you. it's the scariest thing I've ever went. Um, I, I remember the night I was on some heavy stuff before I got saved. I had ACDC, my record out of my treasured record collection of witchcraft. And it was Angus, the lead guitarist, and he had the devil horns coming out of his head. Had the wicked, satanic serpent tail. And you don't have to believe me, a devil came out of that, that record album. He had a, a red face with green eyes. And he started coming around like a serpent. And he went in and he, went, and he started living in my uh, golf bag. And I couldn't get him out. And you know it says here in the text, no man can tame the devil. No man. It takes God. You can go to every rehab you want to, correctional institution, get counseling. You can do whatever you want. Only God can get control of a devil. I had a church member tell me she thinks there's a devil in one of her bedrooms. Godly woman. So I've had my mother-in-law, she has spiritual sixth sense. She'll say there's something wrong right over there. And I I finally figured out what it was. I had something over there I had to get rid of. Wasn't what some of y'all would think it was. I'm not going to go into the details of that. Some people know things. Some people have a spiritual discernment that others do not have. A devil could live in your bedroom. They can come in. It says in Job four, Eliphaz, a devil came into a spirit came into his bedroom. It said it made the hair stood up on the back of his neck. And if you've ever dealt with one, you know what I'm talking about. And it's like whoa when that chill goes up. Uh, hopefully, you never dealt with it. It's kind of like that. Uh, I've told it many times, but I like it about that little kid who was tortured. There was a monster living under his bed, and he was scared to death, and he'd go run. You know what it is. go run and sleep with their mom and daddy and uh, sometimes lose control of their bodily functions and uh, go sleep with mom and dad. Go back down the hall. There's no monster under your bed. And they spent, finally took him to a psychologist, just all kinds of money counseling, Finally, one day, they were getting a haircut. They they were telling the story to the barber, and the barber said, let me just cut the legs off your bed. So they cut the legs off his bed. He was sleeping. No room for a monster to uh, get under his bed. You know, spirits can get in your dreams. They can come into you. You you watch out. They can come into your thoughts. They can come into your emotions. They can come into your... um, Heart, they can come into a family member. They can ruin and wreck the peace that God has in a family and start doing things to cause division and strife. They can come into a church. I've seen it happen. Something evil, a spiritual entity. This is a true story. There was a guru from uh, India. He had all these powers. I mean, he could levitate, literally. And, and we had a, one of our missionaries came and said, they said, deep in Oaxaca, down in Mexico, there are witches that can literally levitate. And he saw a, uh, what are those things called? The little small creatures? Me lucky choms. What are those called? A leprechaun. He saw a leprechaun that could pogo stick over the back of a donkey, and it was this tall. And he'd just go, boink, and it'd go over the other, boink, and it'd go over the other. But he said, man, The stuff down there where they came up with uh, the Lady of Guadalupe in Oaxaca, it's unbelievable of uh, the witchcraft and all that's going on down there. Well, this guru from India, he could move things, he could project, he could levitate, and he could do it all over these uh, eastern countries where there was a lot of Hinduism. And finally, he got invited to America to a Christian small town, and none of his power worked. And he couldn't levitate. He couldn't do anything. And he was confused, and he felt powerless and weak and anemic. And he had to make up some reason to his followers of why it wouldn't happen. But uh, finally, somebody pointed it out. That's because he came around the true and the living God. And w- when you get around God and, and these powers, um, they, they dissipate because of the presence of the Almighty. Now, let me give you an overview. That, and you really need to know this. Uh, I always wondered this when I was young. They didn't even teach this in Bible college. Uh, But it's true. You can see it. It's all in the Word of God. So there are angels. An angel is created by God to minister. Some people limit it to being a messenger. But they're the servant of the Most High God. They have what we would call supernatural powers. They can travel at the speed of thought. They can transcend time and space. They can go through different, they're interdimensional, these types of things. Then you have the word gods, little g, which is a fallen angel. Little g is the fallen angel. These are the ones in the the congregation of the mighty that rebelled against God, set themselves up as God to be worshipped. Fallen angels. Then you have what is called giants or Nephilim in Hebrew, which means the fallen ones. So the, the Nephilim is the offspring of fallen angels and evil women and if you study it, they were Hamitic women. You can look that up for, the, for yourself. We have studies on that. So the giants were male in gender, had huge bodies, supernatural powers, and the Bible's full of uh, teaching about this. And, and I want to say this you'll never understand the Bible from Genesis to Revelation unless you understand what I'm talking about. This is about who has the right to rule and reign. Does God Almighty, who made it all, or does the fallen angels who became gods, what is their rightful place? So you have the giants or the offspring. You know, I was at a museum in Oklahoma City. I saw the basketball shoe of Kevin Durant. That thing is 24 inches it's, it, this can't be real. Look at this thing. Uh, it, it's scary. I'm not saying he's one. Wouldn't surprise me. Shaquille O'Neal, come on. Man, you're leaving me up here all alone. So, the next is devils. Little d. Now, what is a devil? A devil is a disembodied pre-Adamite. So there was a world before this world, when Lucifer fell. This is when the dinosaurs roamed the earth, the world before this world. And the Bible tells us in Matthew 10, Jesus said, Fear not him who is able to kill the body. Fear him who is able to kill body and soul in hell. But we are a trichotomy, body, soul, and spirit. He didn't mention the spirit. So what happened was those pre-Adamite beings, when they were drowned in the first world, their body and soul went to hell, but their spirit is roaming the earth. Roaming the earth. That's why all through the Bible they're afraid of water. It says they seek a dry place. And they're looking for a body to live in because they are disembodied pre Adamites. These are devils. And then you have unclean spirits. And this is all in our text. We'll we'll apply this in a minute, Lord willing. So the unclean spirits are spawned from the devils. Remember, they can shape shift, they can reproduce. Um Some people have a spirit of hatred, a spirit of anger, a spirit of uh, fear, a spirit of bitterness. These types of things. Covetousness, greed. They'll do anything. It doesn't matter what they have to do to try to get ahead in life. Even murder. They'll do anything they have to. Break the law, risk their family. They don't care. They have a wicked, evil spirit of... uh, greed so these unclean spirits spawn from the devils and the word unclean means a mixture so if you study the Bible mingled a lot of people love mixed drinks they love to mingle they like to go to the party with the mixed drink and walk around and rub shoulders and socialize they love to mingle and uh, at the restaurante. Yeah, is that what you call it? At the bistro. At the bistro. The Italian restaurante. Um, they love it. So it's not just a literal mixture, but it's a physical uncleanness, as the Bible talks about. Uh, what an unclean discharge is from the physical body. But you also have a mingling and a mixture of certain things. So what does the Bible tell us and how can we apply all this? What is an angel? What is a devil? What is a fallen a Nephilim? What is a ghost? What is an unclean spirit? You need to know these things as you read the Word of God and as you look around um, in society. So, let me give you the setting of our text, Mark chapter 5. This is in the Gadarenes. Now, the Gadarenes is on the eastern side of the Jordan River. Remember, God led Israel out of Egypt in the Exodus, up the eastern side of the Jordan River. They were to cross over. And defeat who? The giants who inhabited the land. There were two tribes of Israel that were cattle ranchers. They said, let us stay on this side. Good grazing ranch, really good pasture. Let us stay on this side, and y'all can go take what's on the other side of the Jordan River. And remember, God told them, you can stay, but you have to go fight for your brethren. And I love that verse, shall your brethren go to war and shall ye sit here? Well, what a conviction. So they stayed over there. This, and one of the tribes was Gad and it became known as the Gadarenes. And you know what they did? So one backsliding leads to the next, leads to the next, to the next. They didn't want all that God wanted them to have. So what did they do? They stayed on the other side. They became swine farmers, which is in direct disobedience to the Levitical law of cleanness, according to Leviticus 11. Jews in the Old Testament could not eat swine because it does not chew the cud. So an animal had to chew the cud, part the hoof. That's why a horse doesn't qualify. It chews the cud, but it has a round hoof. A pig splits the hoof, but it doesn't chew the cud. And it's all based on how many stomachs do they have. So a pig has one stomach like a human. And it's kind of like cannibalism. You know, I, I would venture, I wouldn't be dogmatic, that human flesh probably tastes like pork. I'm not saying it does. Don't try it. That's why it's the other white meat. Uh, yeah, no, but you got the, the the cattle, the sheep, the goat, the deer, all do what? Part the hoof, chew the cud. That's why you never want to eat your dog. It doesn't chew the cud or part the hoof. It has a paw and it and it has one stomach. Uh, all right. Good old Fluffy. Uh, So, they're so far from God, they are raising swine. Now remember, we're not under the law. I didn't say we're under the law. We're saved by grace through faith. All right, so don't say I said that. We're saved by grace through faith. You can eat whatever you want to. If you're saved, you're still going to heaven. You just may go to heaven sooner than you would have if you and that's a true statement. Alright, so let's look at what happens here. So look at verse 2. Out of the Gadarenes, and when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with unclean what? Spirit, singular. He has an unclean spirit, body, soul, and spirit, dead to God, his spirit is a mixture a hybrid of filth and contamination so look what it says he had his dwelling among the tombs. so where does he live in a graveyard no man could bind him no not with chain he has supernatural strength says because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains and the chains had been plucked asunder uh, by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. Now look what he did. And always night and day he was in the where? Mountains. Now some of you aren't going to like that. Uh, devils love the mountains. They love John Denver. They're on a rocky mountain high. And what are they doing? They're cutting, crying and cutting themselves with stones. Now... When he sees Jesus, he runs up. He knows who he is. He says, torment us not before the time. So now this unclean spirit of one man who's devil possessed becomes plural. So look what it says in verse 9. And he asked him, what is thy name? And he answered saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. So one man singular of a one singular unclean spirit has many devils living in him and a legion is 6,000. So he has 6,000 devils living in him and when God gets a hold of him, he's sitting, You're not crazy, he's clothed, he put his clothes on. Well, that's a big one for these days. And he's in his right mind. You know, a lot of uh, what we call mental illness, and I know it could be sometimes physical, most of the time it's not. It is a spiritual problem. It's not a physical problem. Because this guy, when he got the devils out, his mind came back. His memory came back. He was rational. He was logical. He had temperance. He could sit still and he was put his clothes on so you know a lot of this children with attention deficit disorder uh, don't fall for that stuff there are made up diseases my dad called it ants in the pants and he said i got one way to solve that i'm pulling my belt off and i'm beating the ants out of your pants and then i would just oh i lost my add no they they, 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 invented, they invented ADD way after I was a kid. It's a made up disease. Uh, now some people may have a short attention span. Focus, it's pretty simple to solve the problem. So let, let's look at this, how do we know about this? How do we know when somebody is under the influence of a devil? How do we know there's an influence of a place with the influence of a devil? How do we know that there's a devil in a family? How do we know there's a devil in a church? Um, Very interesting. Also, what's the signs of somebody who gets delivered from the devil? We we have it right here. And so, you know, some of you don't have to believe this. You don't have to believe it or not. I learned to preach at Roloff Evangelistic Enterprises, and this may be what some of you say. Oh, that's what's wrong with you, but you know I got called to preach. It, it's they would take hardcore cases of criminals and children whose parents could not control them. Many of them were incarcerated and released by judges to the program. I mean, hardcore. There was murderers. There was, and I've told you, one guy stabbed his grandma with a pair of scissors and killed her because she wanted to give him a haircut. There was another guy who put uh, Clorox in his little brother's Kool-Aid every day and fried his brain. One preacher's son burned his dad's church down. I mean, a hardcore criminal. I mean, murderers, all sorts of things going on. This place, and, and it's a great ministry, so everybody listen to me, balance. But it was a horrible play. When they got a guy devil possessed, he got a blanket party. Now, if you know what a blanket party is, they'd take a big old quilt, throw it on the guy, they'd all pull the bed slats out, and they'd go to whooping him. And I mean it was it was bad stuff. Broken bones, you know. I'm not saying that was right. You deal with devils like they did. I mean, they had a guy named Brother Bill brother bill weighed 350 pounds he had a paddle that he drilled holes in he would lift people off the ground they would beg brother bill no brother bill i mean and he would baseball i mean he'd i mean the kid would come i mean i saw they gave licks to 25 year old men i've seen marines cry like a baby begging no no and then then you thank you sir may i have another thank you sir may i have another well anyway when i would sign in at the anchor home there was devils in there anybody ever preached knew a lot of devils in that place I would sign in right here and it was a cinder block building and I had to walk a hall probably from here to the GN room. Just this like echoed cinder blocks and I was going into war, I mean literal war. There was nobody back there to help me, I was up against like 60, 80 guys. that's what where I learned to preach. And if, if a guy fell asleep, I'd say, "Hey, wake that guy up back there." And a the guy over here would take a songbook and go, and it and it hit him in the head. You know, I saw people get throwing. Uh, sh- One guy was leaning back in his chair. They just kicked the chair out from him. You know, there was no fr- no frivolous lawsuits. And and I remember I'd come out of there like. I'm just glad I'm still alive. And I'm not kidding you. It was not, it was different. Um, You know, when I preached at the City of Refuge, when you go into the girls' home, it's the most satanic thing I ever dealt with. Young girls who are ex-prostitutes and burning in lust and into witchcraft. I mean, you're all alone. It's really some... uh, Satanic stuff. You don't have to believe me. There were devils in there. Come down to this church at about two in the morning some night. Yeah. Do you think God lives here? No. This is God lives in your body. Your body's a roaches live here. There's some spooky stuff. Come down here and walk this place in the middle of the night, and and you see what we're up against. Uh, you know, let the law enforcement officers tell you what's going on with all the stuff that this, uh, what's it called? Santa, what is it? Santa Rini? No, Santa, Santa something. Worshipping the, yeah, all kinds of wicked stuff's going on. Now, how do we know somebody's under the influence? And, and we're going to run out of time. I'm just going to give you some some signs about it. But first of all, how did they get in? Well, you had to let them in. You had to open a door you, through some wicked music. Wicked is, uh, music is a door. I know a lot of people who got under the influence of the devil by wicked music. It could be drugs, some type of substance abuse or booze. It could be you went to a place that had devils and you opened up to a devil. It could be that you willingly got involved in witchcraft. I remember when I was young, people would do seances and try to commit the abomination of necromancy by talking to dead people. A lot of witchcraft and and uh, evil could be just rebellion. What does the Bible say? Rebellion is is the sin of what? Witchcraft. I don't want to know what God... I don't want to hear what God wants me to do. Nobody's going to tell... And they just rebel. Well, you just open the door to the devil. You are involved in witchcraft. We need to deal with devils. Now, let's look at some of these symptoms. Number one, they live in a bad country. Not in a promised land, right? They don't live in God's land. They don't live in God's house. They live in a wicked, evil place. And if if you are sensitive, put your spiritual radar up, and it stinks. You can smell it. You know when people come into a church like this and they can't handle the truth, they'll go, man, that place is kind of old-fashioned. Then they go to some liberal place with a rock band on the deal. They fit right in. You know, watch out. They live in a bad country. Um, Next, he lived in a graveyard. Tomb. They live where death is. Not where life is. They They don't come to God's house. They don't live where there's life and abundant life. They're filthy, they're evil, they're unclean in every way. Mark it down. Next, they have supernatural power. How do you know somebody's under the influence of a devil? Because they get away with things that is not normal, that they should have been they sh- certain. It's just, why did that happen? Because Satan blesses his children, if you want to use that word. He takes care of his own. Uh, I was talking about this with somebody one time. He goes, you know, when I was a drug addict and I didn't have one penny, Satan would always set me up with the dealer. Every time he'd set me up. And if he didn't, I'd just steal something. I'd do something wrong, and and he would help me. The devil would help me get what I uh, wanted supernatural power i remember one time there was a guy that got possessed and his dad had to say back off boys he's out of control you can't stop somebody like that you can't you can have four grown men they'll shake them off you can bring the law They've done a deal. they sold their soul to the devil. There's something going on where they squirm out of it. You know, they're a serpent. They just wiggle out of it. Next, I'm just giving you the overview. They're untamed. No man can tame them. They're out of control. They have no discipline. They only live by schedule if it's to do their other evil things. Remember the old song, Up All Night, Sleep All Day? Boy, I'm old. There was a song that taught people stay up all night, party, sleep all day. Use amphetamines to get on a high. Use sedatives or narcotics to come back down. Untamed. Next, they love high places. Now, I'm not saying everybody who likes... I like to go to the mountains. You know, I like to look at pine trees. I I really like... We always go out west to national parks and things. I, I really enjoy it. But all throughout the Bible, people who worship Satan go to the high places. They build a grove to hide their dirty deeds. They are on that John Denver Rocky Mountain High. Watch out. You know, and I'm not saying I'm super spiritual, but I just don't like those type people. I hope none of you. All they want to go hiking, rock climbing, snow, you know, skiing. What's the new one? Rafting. You know, that's all they do. And they never praise God. They're always looking at the high places always. You know why Jesus ran the herd off the cliff? They were in a high place. They were on some high place. There was a cliff and the pigs ran off and drowned in the sea. There's something about it. Next, he was crying. You know, these people talk too much and too loud. And, and they're always yelling at everybody. You know, I have know people, one person will yell, They'll go, oh, yeah, I can, I can yell louder than that. And, it's like, and they're yelling at each other. No calmness, no peace. And also mourning. Very sorrowful, very sad. You know, if you, if you notice somebody who's always dwelling on the negative, the pessimistic, the woe is me, uh, watch out. I'm not saying they're devil-possessed. I'm saying there's something going on there. You know, we're supposed to be happy as the people whose God is the Lord. Next, self-destruction. Now I know y'all, some of y'all don't like this. Cutting themselves, tattoos, piercings. I know it's popular today. Where do, you didn't learn that from your grandpa. I'll guarantee you that. Are y'all going to leave me up here alone on that one too? No, you learned that from uh, something satanic. Something satanic self-destruction you know how could have? i know a guy that died of diabetes had a heart attack he ate himself to death he killed himself and i remember his wife would call me and say, you know uh, brother james you better i want you to call floyd floyd's gone off the deep end he keeps going to the donut place and then he goes back when they're almost giving away the stale donuts and those donut holes. But the the day he died, I think he ate three dozen donuts in one sitting, and I don't remember what he weighed. He's dead. It killed him. And his family knew it, and it was the weirdest funeral I've ever preached. His little boy had autism, very sad. When we lowered the casket into the grave, and what's it called? The pinch of dirt. Pinch of the terracotta. His son jumped in the grave. It was the most horrible thing. <laughs> it was, a, oh, when I think about it, down in the six-foot grave when it hit the bottom. And they knew he shouldn't be dead. He self-destructed. The Bible says, why die before thy time? You know, we ought to try to take care of ourselves. He lost control. You know what the other one was? Last one just for now. Love of money. You know why they asked Jesus to leave? Their pigs ran off the cliff and their way to make money was gone. They said, we don't want Him around here. Man. That's We love that pork chops. You know what the Bible says? These people, when Jesus comes back, read it in Zechariah. They've got a toothpick and they're picking the swine's flesh out of their, and they're hiding behind trees. Now, this, this is amazing. So Jesus is coming back, the King of the Jews. They love swine so much. He's over there, and they're bound the back, of the, picking their teeth, trying to get the. The pork out of their flesh or out of their mouth. It tastes just like chicken. Oh, no, I don't know. I don't know what it does. All right. So let's conclude on a good point. What's the solution? A name. The power of a name, right? So what did Jesus ask him? What is thy name? Now, to a prophet of Israel they had to have the name of the devil, then they would cast it out. Remember when Jesus cast out the devil out of a dumb man who couldn't talk? So when they said, what is your name? He couldn't answer. But Christ had so much power, He cast the devil out of a dumb man. What is thy name? What is the victory? The name of Jesus. It's just that simple. Now... Philippians 2:10 At the name of Jesus every knee shall bow every tongue shall confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father Proverbs 18:10 we quoted all the time the name of the Lord is a strong tower Now if you're if you're dealing with these influences ask them what's your name Now you better look out. And then they'll say, well, my name is uh, Jerry, or whatever. No, I said, what's your name? What's your real name? What's your real name? You know, and my brother, uh, we've dealt with a few of these, but one's was named Gecko. I think it was Gecko. (laughs) What's your name? Jerry. Now, what's your real name? Yeah. And when you have the authority of Christ, so it's nothing to be proud about. If you think you're something, they're going to turn and rend to you. You have to humbly come in the power in the name of Christ. I am nothing. I have no power. But I come in the name of Jesus. What is your name? Legion. 6,000, and you have an unclean spirit. They went into the swine. They ran violently down the cliff, drowned from the high places. There's just, you know, we've seen that song. There's just something about that name. Jesus, Jesus. is this His name. His name will change your whole life. How do you deal with devils? Boy, it's scary. Watch out. Use wisdom. Know the Bible. Learn to recognize. Don't get ahead of yourself. Don't be lifted up. Don't get full of pride. But at the name of Jesus shall every knee bow. So what are we doing? We're taking back that which belongs to God. Jesus said, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. We come in His power to retake the congregation of the mighty, the foreordinate counsel of God, the gods, Satan, the devils, the unclean spirits. 6,000 devils lived in one man and he had an unclean spirit. Boy, it's an amazing thing. So it is a fearful thing, but don't be afraid, because you know why? We're on the winning side. We're on the winning side. Do you see the influence in your life, in your home, in a room in your home, certain spirit in a certain area? There was a place, I'm through, but we used to drive, and right when you'd hit a certain area, you'd go man there's something wicked right in there there is something evil right in there quote his name amen all right let's let's pray every head's bowed every eye's closed